0: The vote in Alabama to essentially outlaw abortion in that state has sparked immediate reaction. Protesters evoking the Handmaid's Tale are surrounding the state house. It's just the latest example of protesters dressing up in costume to get their point across.
1: They are ladies in red, looking like extras from the TV show The Handmaid's
0: Tale. But this is not acting. The Handmaid's Tale costume is turning into the new go-to protest attire for women.
1: My name is Olivia and thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about the topic of how women's bodies are used as political instruments. Now you may be wondering what does this topic even mean and how would this even connect to The Handmaid's Tale and current events? Well, I'm glad to tell you that in today's podcast I will address these burning questions by using excerpts from The Handmaid's Tale, secondary sources, news clips, and even interviews of my own family members to hopefully help us come to some sort of conclusion about how this topic is prevalent throughout history. So to dive a little bit deeper into this overall topic of the use of women's bodies as political instruments and how do the events of The Handmaid's Tale even reflect those of today, I decided to interview my mom. She's the most prominent female figure in my life and has also read the novel as well, so I think her knowledge of the events that happened in the book and obviously a good understanding of what's going around in the world today can really help to kind of answer this question of how a book from almost 40 years ago can even in some ways predict the events that have happened today. Okay, so here I am with my mom
0: right now So, if you don't mind just introducing yourself for our listeners. Hi, my name is Yolanda, and I'm super excited to be here with you today.
1: So at the beginning of the interview, I wanted to focus more on the modern day implications that come with the massive influence the government has over women's bodies. So the first thing I asked my mom to share is what ways she has seen Congress and legislators in recent times try to monopolize women's bodies.
0: You know, that's a great question. And I think we have to take a historical, you know, look at it. Uh, Certainly most prominently in the last few years with Congress trying to, you know, roll back Roe v. Wade. Um, But this has been something for decades um, that the government has had its hand um, in trying to control women's bodies.
1: My mom using the example of Roe v. Wade possibly being overturned to answer my last question actually served as a perfect segue into my next one. Building off of what my mom was saying about Roe v. Wade, I then asked her her opinion on the possibility of it being overturned, and if she thinks that would serve as a commentary on how the government
0: tries to use women's bodies to further a political agenda. I think it's actually very dangerous. Um, You know, men who cannot be pregnant and do not experience the things that women do, you know, they really shouldn't have a say in what a woman does with her body. A lot of times women tragically are raped uh, by family members or by someone they don't know, and um, you don't know what kind of genes or diseases that person uh, is carrying, and so they may choose to abort the child. Um, So I think it can be very dangerous if women, until the government wants to step in and protect women more, um, then I think they should be really quiet about what women do to try to take care of themselves after they've been harmed. I think it's very dangerous. As we were
1: nearing towards the end of the first half of our interview, I wanted to ask my mom her perspective on my topic. What does she think that it means for women's bodies to be used as political instruments? Her commentary is later going to help me when I tie it back to textual evidence from The Handmaid's Tale and other secondary sources.
0: Well, I think that women's bodies have always been used as political instruments. As I referred to earlier with you know, Roe v. Wade, Um, uh, uh, abortion policies, uh, determining whether or not women can receive welfare benefits, all of that is policy that has to go through the House, that has to go through Congress. Um, I think back, I'm old enough to remember uh, briefly, the Reagan administration, where Reagan was uh, specifically black women uh, calling them welfare queens. And actually part of his political campaign was saying he was going to eliminate um, uh, the dependency of welfare mothers on the state. And so once again, a very specific community dealing with women of color, but using women's bodies as a political campaign tool is something that goes from Reagan to Clinton To now what we're seeing um, with this controversy and the debate over Roe v. Wade. It should not be a debate. Women's bodies are women's bodies. It should not be uh, something that is discussed in the House and discussed in Congress and certainly should not be the center of any politician's campaign. And often it really is.
1: After having the conversation with my mom around how politicians and legislations constantly try to control women's bodies, I wanted to take a more personal route and ask my mom to relate her own personal experiences back to this main topic. So later on, I asked her, in your own life, how did you ever feel that your only purpose was your body's ability to produce children?
0: Yeah, that question really hits home. Um, Over a span of 15 years, uh, I had about three miscarriages and Uh, When that happened, I felt that um, I was not able to uh, produce in the way that society had expectations for me um, as a woman and as eventually a mother.
1: After asking my mom to make a personal connection to my topic, I then asked her if she was hopeful for the future. Did she think that one day women can possibly reclaim control over their bodies? in terms of being at the forefront in the creation of new legislation.
0: Oh, certainly. I mean, I live in a space of hope. As we see a record number of women in Congress and women in the House, um, I think it's a matter of time where women may eventually become the majority and there will be a different level of sensitivity to issues involving women and their bodies. Absolutely, I'm hopeful.
1: So for our last question, I wanted to ask you how you think my theme, which is women's bodies being used as political instruments, relate to society today? Having read the novel, what stuck out to you most when you read it for the first time as a young adult? And how do you think the theme of the handmaid's bodies being used to make political statements in their own authoritative society relate to the government? using women's bodies and laws that protect
0: them to make a similar statement today. I feel that there's so much within The Handmaid's Tale that um, resonates with with society today. If, if I had to think of something specific, I would think about how the handmaids themselves were really just seen as, I don't know, walking uteruses. Um, their purpose, their value was about Bearing children and continuing the society. So, although it was written 40 years ago, um, it could have been written yesterday, quite frankly, um, with all that we are discussing regarding women's bodies on the political scene. So, very much the entire novel, I think, relates to your topic. And it really has been wonderful discussing this with you today.
1: Finishing the interview with my mom, my biggest takeaway was her clear emphasis on how the government constantly seeks to center themselves around trying to control women's bodies and use it for their own gain. It is clear that when it comes down to making decisions concerning women's bodies, women are most often kept out of the narrative and constantly have choices about their body made for them, most times just for the sole purpose of a political advancement for a person or even a party. So this takes us to The Handmaid's Tale. While there are so many other important topics in this novel, aside from mine that I could also go on all day talking about, I think that my topic of women's bodies being used as political instruments is clearly displayed, especially through the various characters, experiences, and emotions which serve to answer the overarching question connected to my topic that I will address later. So the first excerpt that I chose is on page 95 and essentially offered a sitting in a bathtub reflecting on the way that she once viewed her body and how differently she feels about it now being a handmaid. I used to think of my body as an instrument of pleasure or a means of transportation or an implement for the accomplishment of my will. I could use it to run, push buttons of one sort or another, make things happen. There were limits. But my body was nevertheless lithe, single, solid, one with me. Now the flesh arranges itself differently. I'm a cloud, congealed around a central object, the shape of a pear which is hard and more real than I am and glows red within its translucent wrapping. Alfred once saw her body as an extension of herself, or even the core of her identity, but now that she is a handmaid, her identity no longer matters. And her body is really only what's important because of what it can produce a child, carrying on society, which is the foundation of the Republic of Gilead and what they stand for. So the next excerpt comes from page 119, and Alfred is again talking about how her internal organs are the only thing that matters, as she's not even allowed to use makeup or lotion to maintain her external appearance. We are containers. It's only the insides of our bodies that are important. The outside can become hard and wrinkled for all they care, like the shell of a nut. In this moment, Alfred is again realizing how her existence only serves to further along the agenda of the Republic of Gilead. Alfred, feeling that the outside of her body could be shriveled up as long as her internal organs are always intact once again proves how women's bodies in the novel are only used to further along the political agenda of authoritative systems, which in this case is the Republic of Gilead. After finding those two excerpts in the novel that clearly connect to my topic, I thought a lot about what secondary sources would work as well, and the first thing that came to mind was the Holy Bible. Firstly, Atwood herself even includes an excerpt of Genesis 30 verses 1-3 through in the epigraph of the novel,
0: when Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children she became jealous of her sister so she said to Jacob give me children or I'll die Jacob became angry with her and said am I in the place of God who has kept you from having children then she said here is Billa my servant sleep with her so that she can bear children for me and I too can build a family through her So she gave him her servant, Billah as a wife.
1: Although the Holy Bible is banned in the Republic of Gilead, I think Atwood chose to include this specific verse in the epigraph because she wanted to show the way the women's bodies have been used from the beginning of time to further along an agenda. I think Atwood also wanted to show how the events of the Holy Bible influenced the way the women in Gilead were treated, as they did with their bodies whatever they were told to. Another Bible verse that I immediately thought of connecting to this topic comes from Genesis 1, 28.
0: And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it.
1: This verse really shows how women's bodies, even in biblical times, were viewed the same way as they are in The Handmaid's Tale. God's plan is to have women reproduce And continue the cycle of life by bringing in more children. Therefore, women's bodies in biblical times were essentially used as some sort of resource. Okay, so now I want to transition into looking at some more modern day examples where politicians and legislators have used women's bodies as instruments and tools to further along a political agenda or belief. Almost two years ago in Alabama, there was a fierce debate on the Senate floor over a new law that would put a blanket ban on abortion. This was put forth by a group of all-white male Republicans, individuals who almost blatantly resemble the commanders in The Handmaid's Tale, as both ultimately used their political power to make decisions for women. Let's now take a listen to what a few female senators in opposition to this dehumanizing law had to say.
0: Republicans, you y'all, you guys used to say, we want the government out of our life. Now you're in my womb. This bill is not about pro-life or the right to life. This bill is about control. But why you all want to control our bodies, I will never, ever know. You know, you all are always trying to put the laws on us.
1: So after playing that clip, I've now presented all the evidence that I have found surrounding my topic, and I'm finally ready to use it to come to some sort of conclusion surrounding this question that I made about my topic. So my question is, how does women's bodies being reduced to objects to fulfill a purpose impact a woman's self-worth, and self-concept. The handmaids in the handmaid's tale recognize that the control over their body is at the expense of the Republic of Gilead, and their only purpose is to procreate and continue society. I think the handmaids feel worthless, and they feel that they're reduced to walking uteruses, and so there's no true identity to them, and so they feel lost. Similarly, women in the Holy Bible feel the pressure of using their bodies to fulfill God's plan by bearing children and continuing on the cycle of life. Therefore, if women, such as Rachel, are infertile and not able to use their bodies in the way that it is expected of them, they suddenly feel less than, meaningless, and lose respect for both themselves and their bodies. I think the most evident examples of women's self-worth and self-concept being impacted definitely connects to a lot of modern day examples. Many women today are watching men make political decisions about their bodies without their input, leading them to believe that their bodies don't even belong to them. They're simply just an object or even a pawn. I think that at one point in time, my mom felt the same way as women who watch legislators make decisions for their bodies do now. Although it wasn't on a political scale and my mom was so happy to bring a child into the world after being unable to for a couple of years, I can't imagine that there wasn't pressure from other family members surrounding her fertility and I think that definitely changed the way that she viewed her body. As we are nearing towards the end of the podcast, I again want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I hope with all the evidence I presented, you're able to look at my topic of women's bodies being used as political instruments through a different lens, and also understand how my topic influences the way that women ultimately view their bodies and themselves. I had such a great time creating this podcast because I was able to weave in so many different elements that I normally wouldn't be able to do in a written essay in many ways i see the handmaid's tale as a bridge between the past and present so i'm so grateful i was given the opportunity to talk about a topic that doesn't just appear in one's favorite dystopian text but one that still continues to impact everyday women across the globe again thank you so much for tuning in and hope you have a great day